What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 604th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. I am here. Happy uh, Lunar New Year and happy Valentine's Day week. Two in one this week. <laughs> uh, Greg, also here? I am also here. Uh, no two in one. It's, it's, there's, a, you know, it's kind of a drought holiday after this. Like a lot that's happening that's very interesting. So like get it in. What, Easter? Easter, which is super early this year. And there's a whole lot of nothing. Mm. Like all of April and all of May got nothing. Well, my birthday's in May, which is should be a national holiday. So if you don't celebrate right. it, you should start. Um well let's well we'll just make our own holiday. You guys are for- <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean the other thing is Pokemon Day also yeah, happens we have in Pokemon February. Day coming like, up. We like it all happens too fast. So we have Pokemon Day. Uh, next week episode will be pre-recorded. It's actually done. Spoiler. Woo. <laughs> I'm going to be, if you're listening to it this week on February 12th, I will be in LA, unfortunately. Not the greatest city in the world. <laughs> but I'll be in LA for Sinnoh Tour. And Al will also be in LA, which is, fun fact, Al's first time in America not the, you know, not my first pick for a city to visit in America. <laughs> but, you know, maybe you get the real American experience in L.A. <laughs> Unsure if L.A. is still underwater or if it's going to continue raining. I have heard I... there's going to be more rain, but I, I don't think there's going to be more flooding. But one can only hope. Uh, if there's any breaking news and then next week's episode comes out, just know that it was recorded before this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there will be. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think the news we got this. Well, we got we got we we do got some news this week. So we do got some we news. We do got we do got some. We we got we got the news for you. We went out. Whoosh, we fished it in. The news We're is here. Go back to 1999 to talk about an old article. <laughs> no, no, no old articles. Normally, raid events get announced on Sunday night after we record. Somebody at Pokemon maybe uh, listening, <laughs> maybe like, hey, we should give people like a week's heads up here. First bit of news is that there will be a love disc raids, which will take place from Sunday, February. Oh, that starts tonight. Sunday, February yeah. 11th to Thursday, February 15th. Love disc will appear in three and five star Terra raids. These love disc will all have fairy as their Terra type. Prepare wisely before challenging them. I don't know what that means. The love disc has the word. There's no even if this was a seven star <laughs> love disc, it would not be threatening. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Especially because they're all the same Terra type. Yeah, they're all they're all fairy. What's crazy about the Pokemon.com article is it says defeating love disc won't yield the heart scales of old. <laughs> yield heart scales. <laughs> Get but, wrecked. But you'll have Get a chance wrecked. to receive extra sweet rewards, increased amount of XP candy, and rare candies perfect for training up your next team. That's so funny that they mentioned an item they got rid of. Guess what? This doesn't exist anymore. Which was a good, cha- a good change, honestly. <laughs> mm. uh, I think heart skills was like one of the one things in the underground in BDSP that was like worth it because it was like after your 50th sunstone you're like please I don't need another one <laughs> there's only so many sunflora I can evolve I mean the heart scale is one of the reasons I always 
hesitate before selling everything in the treasures folder of my item bag. Yeah. But you don't need them anymore. Ah, at least in this game. Don't yeah, nothing them. in this game. Not Oof. even the bamboo. I think that's the one I was unsure about in Scarlet and Violet. They said there were collectors. Oh, yeah. But there are no collectors. There are no collectors. <laughs> there are no collectors. That's, a, that's a hot lie. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose in Sword and Shield, there's the one guy who in whatever town was outside the fighting gym slash was it fighting slash ghost gym that would be like, hey, uh, hey, if you have this item, I'll pay extra money for it. Yes. And I think there was one item where it was better to merge it in the cramomatic before you sold it. I think it was like the ball mushroom or something. Yeah. So you got a little bit more, but like the hassle of doing it, it was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> it was I'll just never sell worth it. the hassle. <laughs> it was never worth the hassle, ever. No, I don't think so. Then they announced another set of raids. So Love Disc ends on Thursday and Thursday night you, Central Time, but midnight UTC. Uh, so assuming that there would be another seven star, but there wasn't, they're doing instead. This is also off Pokemon.com. Stonejourner, Ice Q, Armor Rouge, and Cerulege are coming to Terra Raid Battles. That will start Thursday, uh, February 15th, and it will go until Sunday, February 18th. They will be appearing in three and five star Terra Raids for both Scarlet and Violet. During this time, Stonejourner, Ice Q, Armor Rouge, and Cerulege at Terra Raid Crystals throughout the Paldea region. These Pokemon have various Terra types, and I think think this is the first time where they're actually maybe not the first maybe the second time where these are not version exclusive they're supposed to appear in both games that's what you mean yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. they are version because exclusive these, yeah. these are version exclusive, are version exclusive <laughs> but they're not being tied to the game they appear in and you have to connect to the internet you should be able to see all four in whatever game you own which it's been a year, so yeah. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like people have these by now because they would randomly show up if you're just checking raids, anyways, in somebody else's game. Like that's how I got most of these. The the, the there's always someone trying to complete the Pokedex. The Venn diagram of people that don't have Nintendo Online and still don't have a Surreal Edge seems very high on my Instagram post. <laughs> They're very excited, <laughs> so like. I'm excited for them. They can finally get a Cerule Edge. <laughs> Good for them. Cerule Edge would that. be... But more people got Violet. Okay. Oh, yeah. Look, those, <laughs> those Violet players. <laughs> they, they just couldn't get the Nintendo online. I think this makes sense. Like, at, at a certain point, like, just make it easy to get. Yeah. Or... For the people we who are, legitimately don't have Nintendo Online. Like, that's good for them. We are well into the life of this game. <laughs> At this point, just start giving these things away. Also, like, a lot of people probably got this game for Christmas, and it's only been, like, two months for them, so. I know for me, like, Cerulege and Armor Rouge were, like, some of the last in my Pokedex because I didn't want to evolve it via Char Cadet. I was like, I'll just... I'm not worried mm -hmm. about it. It'll pop up in a raid eventually, and I'll catch it, and then I don't have to worry <laughs> about that evolution cycle. Nothing about, um, as of this podcast, nothing about a mass outbreak. I was actually surprised. Well, not, like, surprised that they, I would be surprised if they don't do one. Like, I, I would still mm. 
maybe assume that there would be like a tandem mouse outbreak or something for Valentine's Day. Uh, maybe they announce that tonight after we record. But that's think, always possible. But I they've think, already kind of announced the Valentine's Day event. The oh the 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 love disc. The love disc. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like if they would have announced it, it would have been with the the love disc. But I I think I think the mass outbreak and like small not that exciting raid kind of goes well together but it's fine maybe they actually <laughs> knew for once that like hey it's no they're gonna do the seven star raid next weekend where everyone will want be like oh i'm out of yeah i'm like we're doing the world town. the world uh you know global thing which is not this coming weekend but next yeah this coming weekend is Sino tour and then would be Sino tour yeah I'm speaking as if it's Monday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to do all the day calculations in my head, especially after we recorded the post Sino tour. Right, right, right. Yesterday. Um, and this also makes sense because, or not makes sense, but this this uh, Cerule Edge ties into the little Cerule Edge versus Dragapult short that they showed off, um, which the real star of that short was the little Gimme Ghoul. And then mm-hmm. they, I th- I think this is the first time they've acknowledged Pokemon Day for the year, where they said that the Cerule Edge card would be available with the Pokemon Day stamp at GameStop, Best Buy, and Pokemon Center with purchase. The card is free, minus you got to buy something because capitalism exists. I think that was their first acknowledgement of Pokemon Day. I don't think there was anything before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's mostly just been fan speculation. Right, right, of right. All the things. The leave it to Pokemon fans to overhype something that hasn't been announced. <laughs> 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 the short was called Cerulege Rumble in the Ruins. And then the card on Pokemon Center and the raids, and then it says meet Cerulege and its trainer Amit. Amethio? Amethio? Amethio, right? Is that how you say it? Amethio in Pokemon Horizons coming to Netflix on March 7th. And also, technically, there's a Cerulege-themed coin, card sleeves, deck box that you can get through February 26th if you earn rewards on the ranked ladder in TCGL. <laughs> Not TCGO, that shut down. Uh, the rewards are available until February 22nd. So... I, I, I think Cerulege is more popular than Armor Rouge. But maybe, I, I think so. It definitely Armor, was at the beginning. Maybe yeah. Armor Rouge gets its spotlight later this year. Maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Speaking of popular, uh, a bunch of popular streamers and YouTubers made a uh, eSports organization. I, I, let me, let me, I have the Wikipedia up here. 100 Thieves! is an American lifestyle brand and gaming organization based in Los Angeles, founded in 2017 by Nadeshot. Uh, The organization, I don't know why I said organization, funny, competes in several (laughs) video games, including Call of Duty, League of Legends, and Valorant. And then they they have a very big Wikipedia about their three big esports teams, which I just named. Uh, They used to do Counter-Strike. Apparently, they don't do that anymore. Now, why are you saying this? What does 100 Thieves have to do with a Pokemon podcast? 
Pokemon partnered with them, which was, <laughs> guess what? Actually crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this uh, this partnership was in the works for quite a while. Um, there's, like, I don't follow esports that closely. I know there's mm -hmm. a bunch of different teams out there, and there's smaller teams, like, obviously, Pokemon Unite has a bunch of their esports teams that they trade players and and that was like weird to, i was watching the unite stuff yesterday as i was cleaning my office and it was kind of crazy for them to be like oh this player used to be on this team and now they're on this team and i was like what when did this happen also why are we, <laughs> like we're, we're <laughs> like it's cool that they're like talking about it like trading like basketball players or like football players i was like oh i that's actually crazy that they're on a different team but okay sure <laughs> let's no one's picking Cramorant. This is the why. <laughs> Pick the cram. <laughs> a lot of Eevees were being picked yesterday. No, yeah, Eevees. Eevees just popular and good in that game. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Eevees getting picked. A uh, hundred thieves is pretty big. Uh, what's the what's the I'm trying to think of other teams? Anyways, a hundred thieves is partnered with other brands. They partnered with uh, um, Dragon Ball Z at one point. Which that that all that if you like Dragon Ball Z and you're listening to the show and you like 100 Thieves, uh, all the Dragon Ball Z stuff's on sale right now. I don't think it's sold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's sold as well as Pokemon. But they launched a Pokemon collection yesterday, uh, and it sold. Out. <laughs> it, it, it it did sell out. I think the the thing that sold out right away were the shirts. There were four shirts. Yep. If I say four shirts, you can probably exactly pinpoint which Pokemon they are. <laughs> I can let you know. Uh, it's going to be Pikachu, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and Charmander. Yep. I think if you signed up for the 100 Thieves mailing list, you got in 15 minutes before everyone else. And it was like the shirts were pretty much sold out because of that yeah. mailing list. The shirt's reasonably priced at $38 um, for, for a cross collab. Like luxury yeah. brand, that's cheaper is than. Is it a luxury brand? <laughs> yeah, they consider it's a lifestyle brand. It's a lifestyle brand. I don't guess maybe there's a luxury brand. Yeah, I don't think it's luxury. I you don't think a hundred dollar hoodie is a luxury? I think they charging that point. price. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> worth it. Also, a hundred dollar hoodie is that's more than Puma. cheap for a. But it's cheap for a luxury. Brand. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can brand. have different price levels of luxury. <laughs> I don't think this is luxury. And mm -hmm. also, once again, it's just Pokemon slapped on a shirt. Yeah. It's stock images. Ah, uh, the, the, the Charizard on the hoodie is unique. I've never seen that one before. Where he's flying upwards with thieves behind it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, so what did you get, Steve? Stylistic. I know you got something. I did, I did. I got the... I, I, I agree with Hannah, 100%. It is the classic slap a Pokemon with the logo. Uh-huh. Although, uh, you know, the, the Charmander is sleeping on the 100 Thieves. That's, you know, that's not the standard Bulbapedia PNG that you always see of just Charmander, which was slapped onto the skateboards for... um. Gosh, what was that skateboard? <laughs> I'm so mad that that skateboard didn't. Santa Monica? No, not Santa Monica. Anyways, I got the Charizard pants. 
Oh, the one pair of pants. I got the the, the cor- corduroy. The corduroy pants. I thought a hundred dollars yeah. for a pair of pants isn't too bad, um, especially when you're too- ha- gone. Have you worn a lot of corduroy? Uh no, I hate corduroy. That's a choice. You know, I'm trying to get back into it. You know, <laughs> what, what what's to get into? You make weird noises whenever you're walking. It's mostly uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I grew up in corduroy. I, I, it's awful. Here's here's why I hate corduroy because I felt like I was forced. Like I corduroy was like the church pants when I was corduroy when I went to tor- church, church like four times as a kid. Is this not? I, I thought that was khaki. Okay. No, I mean, like corduroy fell from grace <laughs> for valid and good reasons because <laughs> corduroy is awful. Uh and it was replaced by khakis. So khaki became the much the professional mm-hmm. pant that replaced corduroy. Corduroy is terrible. It is uncomfortable. But they have a texture to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you walk in them, that texture rubs against itself and you make weird noises. I, All you do is you everybody who walks. Go back to the 70s when I grew up with every teacher walking down the corridor going, and every kid who had to wear a corduroy was noisy and terrible. It's awful. You, it, I, <laughs> you don't think corduroy technology has changed in the last 20 some years? <laughs> what, uh, what about ridges on pants has changed? It is, unless they are putting some sort of soft part in between your thighs so they don't rub together, that is gonna make noise. It can be made of a different material. That changes it, it things. Says, it says mid, midday, 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 <laughs> midday, corduroy fabric. I, I think, I think these pants look tight though. Like it is not the, tr- it is not the like, let's just slap a Pokemon on a piece of clothing. Like it, yeah. it looks like they put the most effort into the pants. It is the one pair of pants. Everything else is either sweatshirt, hoodie, t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, it stems they, out. They not did in do a bad a, way. <laughs> I know. I know your. I know your vest person, Hannah. They did a vest. <laughs> they did yeah, a vest. I looked real hard at that vest, trying to even picture what I would look like in it, and I can't. The vest was more expensive than the pants, and I think there's more material in the pants. The vest was one thirty nine. The vest I mean, has how many? Six pockets. It's got a lot of pockets. You it's got too many pockets. You, you, it I has almost, lots of pockets, and that's not a bad thing. Pockets are necessary. Not that many pockets. I'll take all the pockets I can get. Look, they are in awkward positions. <laughs> that's never stopped me before. Well, I I almost got the cardigan because I what was that one drop with the Pikachu card cardigan? It was a yellow cardigan with the Pikachu face. It was really simple. That was a luxury brand too. Um, I think that I mean, card- the cardigan is still in stock. Yeah, but uh, I liked. I was like, okay, cool, simple black Pikachu cardigan. But I didn't like the back of it, which is like a pixel version of the words "a hundred thieves." Yeah, and no, that's valid. I don't. I don't like being an advertisement for things that I pay for. I don't like their company's giant logos on things that I don't necessarily support. Like. 
If it was just the Pokemon, I'd be like, okay, fine. I don't care that it's made by this group. But with their giant thing and the blazon in the back, I feel like I'm supporting this lifestyle brand company that I know nothing about that I'm only buying for Pokemon. All these are pretty much a hard no for me because of that, except for maybe the corduroy plants if they weren't corduroy. Oh, but the, but the like Pikachu thousand dollar jacket. <laughs> wait, are wait, you? <laughs> what is happening? That's the luxury part. <laughs> the luxury of having a thousand dollars to spend on a jacket. The Pikachu Sherpa fleece jacket has no a hundred themes branding on it. And yes. while it is just the Pikachu silhouette, they put like little Pikachu footprints all over it, and it's really cute. Mm-hmm. I think. Maybe I think that's why one of the. That maybe that's why it's one of the things that's sold out. Yeah, it's yeah, it's super super cute. I'm looking at the pictures. I don't see it say a hundred thieves anywhere. No, I don't either. Well, it says it on like the little zipper pull tag, but like oh, that's fine. That you that's impossible to see unless oh, it says it on the it says it on the uh, sleeve cuff. But that's like also impossible to see because it's black on black. Yeah, that's that's my that's my jam right there. Impossible to see. Um. Oh wait, no, doesn't it say it right? Up by the collarbone. Does too? it? Oh, it does. So. But it's so hard to see. But yeah, I see it. I see it now. I see it. I thought that was another footprint. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm out. I'm it's out like... again. I'm out. No, but no. I think I think that's I think that's like the subtle look. Maybe some people want. But look, like I'm. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say who is this for, because like uh, clearly there's a lot of like very popular content creators that are. With a hundred thieves, like Nate Shot is very popular. Uh, I think Val Valkyrie, um, I think she's a co-owner of Hundred Thieves. Like they have big communities, and when they do drop stuff, it does normally sell out. So, I'm curious of how many. Like I, I guess I am one. I'm like one person that bought something that I'm not a Hundred Thieves fan, but I thought the collaboration was kind of cool, and I was like, let me get these pants. But I am curious what that crossover is i mean i guess i guess it's doing the thing they want to achieve which is like bring those two markets together which is like everything they're doing with with cross brands um yeah that's why they keep doing it yeah that's why they keep doing it and then they got then like as greg greg said there's a thousand dollar well not a thousand dollars it's actually only 998 dollars it's not in the four digits um it's a varsity. That is ja- like saying something is nine ninety nine. It's not ten dollars. <laughs> varsity jacket. You'll be paying over a thousand dollars to in either tax and shipping, either or. That is over a thousand dollars when all is said and done. So it looks like uh, small and extra large sold out, but the jacket is still in stock. If you're listening to this, uh, it looks like it's handmade in San Francisco by Golden Bear Sportswear. Black melaton wool, black premium leather. I don't know that much about clothes. I know when something's real leather, it's usually more expensive. <laughs> yeah, and varsity jackets are are expensive just at a base yeah. level when they're yeah. not I fancy mean, with logos on them. This isn't. This doesn't have a lot of leather on it, right? It's just the sleeves. Yeah, it's not a full leather jacket. It is a varsity jacket. So like, it's in line. With what you would pay for some varsity jackets, but also, yeah, I feel like two hundred to five hundred is a standard high school varsity jacket. That's why I yeah. had like three letters and no jacket. Yeah. <laughs> would you guys remember the like the rings they would sell you in high school? Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> Greg, did you get one of those earnings? Were you? No. Did... Why? No. <laughs> there was nothing about paying. <laughs> 200 the bucks? The only thing I paid it was like 200 for bucks, is... wasn't it? Oh, yeah. The only thing I paid for for high school was my yearbook. That was the only thing I was willing to pay. I'm not buying your jacket. If you want me to advertise my school, give it to me for free. I don't think... And I also looked at those, all that stuff. I said, so if I buy this and wear this out, I am literally telling the world I peaked in high school. And that is the saddest, most pathetic thing that I could do as as a life goal, as a fashion choice. Because if I paid that much money, I'm wearing it, which is just sad all the way down. So no, hard no, hard pass. Hannah's going to roll over the three that she got. The what? <laughs> I, did not, I did not get those rings. I thought they were fun to design. Oh, yeah, they're <laughs> fun to design. I'd spend time with the create. This is like character creators. Yeah, this is a cool design. I'm not paying for this. Uh, on average, on Amazon, a uh, varsity jacket is about 100 bucks. Really? Yeah. I don't know how real leathery some of these things are, but they're not that expensive. We sh- we should take the we should we should pull in some money, get the varsity jacket, and then mail it to the leather guy on TikTok, and then have him cut it up and tell us if the leather was <laughs> worth the thousand dollars. The leather guy on yeah TikTok? yeah yeah he takes like he takes like luxury like. He does take luxury brands like Coach or or Gucci or like whatever, and then oh, he, I think I know yeah. who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he cuts them off. The leather guy threw me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he because cut up I off. have I have different leather people that I follow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I see. Yeah, yeah, not that one, not that guy, Greg. No, like he cut Just up like the leather like, mm-hmm. like Apple case before Apple got rid of leather, and he was like, oh, like this is actually like the like they use a really nice leather. It's really worth it. It is worth it. Like if you spend how much was like a, a Apple leather case it was like fifty bucks for your phone. It was like fifty bucks. Yeah, but he was like, yeah, no, this is worth fifty bucks. Based on like the quality of leather they use, it's really interesting because they're like I would like I wouldn't know like what's good leather, what's not. Yeah, <laughs> cut it up. Uh, yeah, so most cut it up for TikTok content. So most of this stock is is sold out. Like there, it does look if you click on things, it it like a lot of the sizes are sold out. But like the Pikachu hoodie, they only got medium and large in stock. Um, mm. But all the shirts are gone. Gengar hoodie is gone. Cardigan only has oh cardigans all cardigans all there. But like you know what's interesting about like drops like this? This is like the last thing we'll say before we take a break. I feel like if it if it doesn't sell out within the first hour, it kind of sits there. Oh yeah. Like For I sure. I yeah. purposely I knew it was going to drop at 2 and I was like, "You know what? I don't want to spend the money." Like mm-hmm. I would like something, of course, because I would like to see the quality, show it off, talk about it, um, tax write off. So I went on two hours later, and the thing I wanted, which was the pants, were still in stock, and I was like, okay, I, I guess I'll order a pair of pants, like a hundred dollars for a pair of pants. It's like whatever, like I can literally wear them, so it's not like they're going to sit in a closet unless they're uncomfortable. Then I'm not going to wear them, and then I'm going to yeah. come on the show, and, and I'm going to say Greg was a hundred percent right. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna. <laughs> 
You're going to bring on the madness to yourself by whipping around as you walk. But I ordered the pants, and the pants are still in stock as of this recording. I feel like that's a... I I prefer being in that situation to what it was with the skateboards and all that, where it's all getting bought out by scalpers and yeah. nobody can actually get a hold of the yeah. items. So I'm sure there's a balance. I'm sure part of the reason... This one isn't selling out that way is because it's not limited in the same way and it's mostly just Pokemon slapped on pieces of clothing. Yep. But it's still nice that they're still available, honestly. I mean, some, are they going to do is this like the only run they're doing? I think so. I know on Friday night they had a big event at their office building, warehouse, <laughs> something like that, uh where there were some there were some people there posting pictures of the launch but i don't think that mm. was unique to pokemon i think they just do that anytime they collaborate with somebody i'm more i'm always more interested in like the behind the scenes of like how did they decide these pokemon how did they decide this merch who's getting like how do they decide these prices is it 95 because it's like the hoodie was like 20 to make and then 100 yeah. thieves takes 30 dollars, and then pokemon takes 40 dollars I'm always curious about that side of things, of how, like, the brand deal came together. Obviously, we'll never f know. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> but let me, here, let me just click on the Dragon Ball Z real quick. So, like, a Pokemon hoodie is, like, $95. But, hey, but if you like the, the Piccolo guy, um, it's 25% off. It's $67 on their website. The Piccolo guy? Yeah. Isn't, oh, that, maybe that's not Piccolo. He he got he's got green on his hat. I don't know who this is. Oh, this is a Dragon Ball Z thing. I'm like, I don't, yeah, I have, I don't, I don't, I have, I do not Dragon Ball Z. I've only seen like three episodes of Dragon Ball Z, and they were all they were all charging up the entire time. There was no fighting. They were just <laughs> well, that's that's the series. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what you do is you charge up. Yeah, you just they... you stand and scream at each other for five episodes, charging up. To build the end, it's just, it's, you know. Even as like a 12 year old, I was like, I got time. I, I got the patience <laughs> and time, time for this. Get, get, get to me when you actually explode in seven episodes. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we got some Pokemon Masters news <laughs> and some other things. The Year of the Dragon. We will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. It is the start of the month, which means it's a perfect time to check out our Patreon. And on top of that, because you know we talk about Patreon a lot, there's a free tier that you can sign up for. You just have to go to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t and sign up for that free tier if you want to get updates about what's happening with the show or other content that I am producing. But if you would like to support us and get ad-free episodes so you don't have to hear this specific ad anymore... You can go to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. You'll get ad-free episodes, and you'll also get bonus episodes for just $5 a month. That's like $1.25 an episode. That's like $1.25 a week. That's cheaper than almost everything because of inflation. And you can support the show. <laughs> I just put out our very first episode of the show, and I provide commentary on it, and it's very embarrassing. For me, it's probably very entertaining for you. Uh, and so that is one of the bonus episodes that came out last month. And we'll be doing a poll on which old episode you want me to go over and cover again so we can see how bad or terrible or how wrong I was. Um, and that poll will probably be going out this week. So again, if you want to support the show, 
You can head over to Patreon to do that. If you are listening on an iPhone or you're in the Apple ecosystem and you just want bonus podcasts and ad-free episodes, you can actually subscribe directly in the Apple Podcast app. And we're also offering, like always, a two-week free trial on Apple Podcasts so you can see if you like it or not. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. And we are back from our break. We talk about the Year of the Dragon. Yeah. Welcome to it. (laughs) Uh, This is off Pokemon.com. They said, look for monthly dragon Pokemon pins, gallery pins, held item pins, oversized pin, and pixel pins featuring your favorite Pokemon. They're, They're just copying Disney at this point. They're just going really, really hard into the pins this year. They say there's a wide variety to choose from now, and there are hundreds more coming throughout 2024. Starting at the end of February, a new pin featuring a Dragon-type Pokemon will will be released each month to celebrate the Year of the Dragon. Each Pokemon is posing in front of a stained glass window frame. The special pins are sure to be something fierce and eye-catching. Their words, not mine. Pokemon gallery... (laughs) (laughs) Pokemon gallery pins are a recent addition... These striking pins feature popular Pokemon attached to a Pokeball-shaped display stand. The Pokemon held item pins highlight different Pokemon alongside iconic held items from the video game. Uh, These items are connected by a metal chain, so they're always nearby the Pokemon when they need a boost. Plus, there are giant jumbo pins that are five inches long. What you are putting these on, who knows? What are you doing? Or a, a bit of ret- board. Yeah, or a board. For a bit of retro flair, Pokemon Pixel Pins show beloved Pokemon as classic video game sprite. Uh, you can find individual pins as well as multi-related Pokemon pins. Keep checking because new pins will arrive every month for 2024. There's one bit of advice I got in my 20s that I think is actually true. And that is... If you wore the trend the first time it came around, you are too old to wear it again the second time it came around. I was littered with pins on in your high varsity school. jacket. That was that was a thing. Not on my varsity <laughs> on jacket. Jean on my jacket? jeans jacket. My yeah. acid watch jeans jacket. Thank you very much. It was very stylish. The thought of putting pins on my clothing or anything I own is abhorrent to me at this point. First of all, I don't have the back strength anymore to carry that much metal. <laughs> Second, I lost a pin in a theater in New York, and it was like devastating to teenage me because that pin had so much meaning. Can I name the pin on that? I cannot. I could not tell you to what I lost, what it was. I do remember scouring most of New York trying to find it because I was 16 and my life was over at that point because I lost this pin. I just welcome back. It's back for all you people who love it this time around. Have fun with it. I'm not sure it ever fully left. Uh, I feel like it's been <laughs> like what? I don't it follow left. Disney. I'm not a Disney person at all, but it's been pretty popular at like Disney parks for quite a while. Right. The pin stuff. Yeah. I mean, so the pin exchange at Disney parks is a collecting thing, not a sort of a wearing thing, though. Pins uh, there are definitely some people that will wear them, though, for back- sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we, you can't talk about how wild Disney adults are and the whole pin exchange. That's like a that's like a whole Disney podcast worth of 
talking. When we went to Disney, I saw all of the pin people going to the pin boards at everything, being like, hey, pin what boards. do you have? Wait, are there like are there like designated spots that you must yes. go? Yes. In our hotel in the lobby, you could go to one spot and the guy was there and they'd be like, OK, can I see what you have on the pin exchange? And he'd roll this thing out and turn it around to these all these pins and they would put one on and take the one that they needed. It's like a, it is, is the it, wildest thing. Is it like, do, do you have to exchange or are people just saying like, hey, I'll give you like $10 for this? It's an exchange. I think there's some that let you just just take one if there's a lot of them. But mostly it's exchange. You have to give something to get something. So this isn't like the Japanese Pokemon worlds where like everyone's just laying out cards in the hallway and then you're uh -uh. <laughs> no, that, the, no one's mean, actually trading. They're just literally exchanging money. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's so in the stores, there are this the giant like all the new pins are just out, like just rows and rows and rows and rows of all the new pins. But if you want older stuff, that's where like the pin exchange comes in or the eBay where people go buy things off of eBay. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's just a whole thing. So and Pokemon every... seems to have realized that they have oh, yeah. over a thousand creatures that they can make <laughs> multiple a, pins of it's each. It's a money maker yeah. for sure. Am I tempted by the Excalibur pin? Absolutely. Will I ever buy it? No, because I lived through it the first time and I can't go back. There's nothing wrong with buying one pin, Greg. You put it on your backpack. What backpack do I carry around? Uh, one that you'll need to backpack with. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to take a pin backpacking. Yeah, no. That's going to get lost really uh, I mean, You got to get the, you gotta get the safety locks. They're like, it's like $5 for like 20 of them. That was like $20 for one. No, 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 no. You can get like a whole little box thingy off Amazon. The little, the, the safety lock and pins. Just, I think if you just search for pin lock or something on Amazon, they're like, so, uh, well, yeah. I mean, pin lock covers a lot. So. A stronger <laughs> pin back. I know I've heard that they exist. I feel like I looked them up because I've definitely lost a pin before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I always got the pin locks because I, I felt like I got like 100 for like 20 bucks or something at one point. And then when I moved, I'm I, assuming locking pin backs, right? locking pin backs. Yeah, that sounds right. What are our prices here? Oh boy, there's a lot to choose from. We're not we're not uh, spending a thousand dollars on a varsity jacket, so we got money to burn. All right, we got money to burn. Uh, so there's thirty pieces metal pin backs locking pin for you get thirty for six ninety five. Yeah, that's a pretty good price. Nice. There you go. Uh, as long as they work. Mutter one hundred piece pin back locking pin locking pins back for pins. Wow, this is this is <laughs> definitely an AI. That's fifteen ninety nine for a hundred. Fifteen for a hundred. Oh. That's a good deal. Here, okay, these are gold, so these are fancy. Twenty Luxury, piece metal we call pin them. back. Yeah, someone's locking. gonna see the back of your pin. <laughs> locking pin back. You will, and you'll know that you're luxury. Uh, those are six ninety nine for twenty of the gold ones. Okay. So Pokemon Center has done this thing where every year they seems like every year they do like a set of twelve something, whether that's like Funko Pops or little ceramic statues. It looks like this year they're doing pins. So the Garchomp right. Pokemon monthly pin, dragon type pin, is one of 12. It's $12.99. Garchomp pin is about two inches. I'm assuming there's going to be a Backscalibur one, Greg, because... There is a Backscalibur one in there now, but uh, there is going to pay me a little Here, I've now changed my opinion on pins. Okay. Because of one item that I found on Amazon. 
a magnetic pin backs to convert your pins into fridge magnets. Now oh. I'm back in. But you have to break are you, the pointy Craig, part are you, off then, you, don't you? Or do you just stick the pin in the you magnet? You just stick it in. You stick okay. it in the magnet. Greg, are you a magnet person? Magnet. Yeah, I've been a magnet person for a while. Oh. I, I was more of a magnet person when I had a cube. <laughs> You've always been I a ha- pin person, Greg. You just moved from pins no. to magnets. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. It is not the same thing. Magnets are vastly different. Um... <laughs> I'm not wearing magnets on my person. I'm putting magnets as decor. Decor is different than wearable. <laughs> okay. I follow. But I would get these if I still had an office with a cube that was my own that had the metallic cabinets because I would put them on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have that. You can get <laughs> I don't that. have that anymore. You can, you can get a cubicle in your office if you want. In my little office? Yeah. Are you going to put a whole cube in there? (laughs) Sure. Are you mad? So I I have a room that I've decorated myself free from the constraints of corporate bland. And you're like, get ugly gray walls and lock yourself back in the prison that you worked in (laughs) for 20 years. You can get one gray wall and put it behind your desk and you can feel that cubicle experience. No, I'm not going back. If I want, I will go into my actual office <laughs> instead of the actual cubes. There you go. You can get the pins. Mine. And then when you go to your actual office, you can push the pins into the felt. Mm. And then you can. Or just use the magnets and bring them with you every time. Yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the life right there. <laughs> they have a lot of these magnet backers. I would do which is the best. They don't have great ratings. So yeah, uh, if, if you want to collect something, $12.99 for one pin, I think that's a little expensive, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be glorious if this collection of pins they're doing for the Year of the Dragon was all pseudo legendaries and Archiludon. Oh my gosh, that yeah, would be so wrecked. funny! <laughs> <laughs> they are—they are, they are like now... stained glass, though. There's a picture of them holding this pin up to the light, and it does go through it, shines through it. It's kind of cool. Ooh, these pins are not that expensive. Well, how much is a Disney? I am pin? on. I am on a Disney website right now. The D23 exclusive Sleeping Beauty 65th anniversary pin limited edition is $20.99. A pin. Mm-hmm. I do the know. The Tiana Princess and the Frog pin is $14.99. Uh, I do know you that I get... sh- should be going to PAX in March. Granted, I booked mm. the right flight and the right date. Um, but... Uh, they do their pin collection. They have the PAX pins. And they, they literally said when they started this like five or six years ago that they were like, oh, yeah, we just we just copied it from Disney. Um, and oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but the reason I bring that up is because Pokemon has been going to pretty much every PAX and they do the Pokemon Lab. Exp- yeah, the there it is. The Penny Arcade. Oh, you got an Eevee one for the audio <laughs> listeners. I have the I have the Foy Coco one. That I got in Seattle. And at one event, they did the Quaxley one. So I, that, like, that is like the one thing I've legitimately wanted to trade for is like find somebody with a Quaxley pin and then trade them my Foy Coco one. The Penny Arcade, which is the pack stuff, is official PAX pins or whatever, but like companies and brands will work with PAX to get like their official pins. So it's really cool if the Pokemon company works with PAX. To have official penny arcades, because Greg just held up an 
Evie one. I have a Fue Coco mm-hmm. one. I think they did one before that. I know there's a Sprigatito and a Quaxley one out there. But anyways, those are free. Uh, yep. If you go to the Play Lab at PAX and you just wait in line, they teach you how to play the trading card game. You get a free 30-card booster, like a three, a free 30-card deck. And then I think you normally get a booster pack. I could be wrong on the booster pack. And then you get the Penny Arcade pin. You don't get to pick. Usually each show has one pin they're featuring. In Seattle, it was Fue Coco. But all you have to do is wait in line. I waited in line in Seattle. I waited in line for like 10 minutes. And then I was against a dude who like never played the TCG. And I completely schooled him. And then we both got our pins and left. And I never talked to him again. Uh, they will be at PAX East. Pokemon will be at PAX East. So if you're going to PAX East, I should be going. And you should get your free Pokemon pin. It's like 15 minutes of your day for a free pin. Pretty good. And if Do you have a Quaxley. run out? I, they've never run out from my understanding. I, no, I've never seen nice. them run out. Yeah. There are some pins that do like run out and s- and sell out, but um I think I think Pokemon probably has the money to just overproduce compared to like the smaller indie companies that are like, "Oh, we can yeah. only order 100 of them." <laughs> <laughs> but that reminded me and of the Disney they... adults cuz they do the trading as well. They have like Yeah, and then time. the ones that they have over, they just start doing the trading thing where they hunt people down and have them. Like that's a whole trading. They do that Gen Con too. It's it's the pin thing's a whole lifestyle. I think Pokemon goes to Gen Con as well for the same thing, the Play Lab. Yeah, they do. I'll probably be there again this year, and I will probably go visit them. The Play Lab. They did have Play Lab at uh, GoFest as well, which was kind of cool. At the Seattle GoFest, they had just in the giant cafeteria convention hall thing, <laughs> they, they just had the giant Play Lab where you could... I don't think they had pins, though. I think I think they were giving away like two or three booster packs if you played, which is cool. Pokemon Masters EX. It's 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 Palentine's Day, Greg. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Palentine's Day everywhere. Uh, they've done two new sync pairs for Valentine's Day. One just announced last night, so Pokemon.com isn't updated with it. But the first one here is Victor and Greedent. Victor, who is the protagonist of Sword and Shield, for those that don't know that those characters have names, was it Victor and Gloria? I think is their name. Yeah, Victor and Gloria. Normal type sync pair uh, with support sync pairs in Masters EX use potions to keep their teammates healthy. But Victor and Greedent forage for an organic approach with a new trainer type move, Citrus Berry. This restores an ally's HP by approximately 20%, and but also has a deep synergy with Victor. Victor's Palantine's buddy move and passive skill. I don't I don't know what that is. Well, I know what a passive skill is, but I <laughs> Oh, here it is. I found it. Uh, little Nibble is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a good name. Passive yeah. skill helps make their buddy powerful and move available sooner. Oh, so then you can then use the citrus berry move yeah. again. Got it. They announced last night that Candace and Galarian Darmanitan is the other Palandi- Palentine's yeah. Day pair. Which... I'm, I just have the Twitter post. I don't, is she an attack? I'm assuming she's an attacker because Darmanitan feels like an attacker. Um, I don't think. She, I think she's tech. Actually, oh look, 
I can look it up because it's in the game right now. Also, that wasn't much of a surprise because when they announced Victor and started the storyline, suddenly Candace was there with a Darmatitan and you're like, huh, I wonder who the other one's going to be. <laughs> like, come, you should just announce them at the same time. It's not that big of a secret. Yeah. I will, as Greg is looking that up, I will say that I love both of their outfits so much. Their Candace, outfits are so good. Candace is dressed like somebody who's like selling you snow cones at like an amusement mm-hmm. park. It's it's very retro. She also has like the high socks with her boots, which is like a good touch. And then uh, Victor, his outfit is, is so good. Like it's like so he good. he's legitimately wearing a hoodie that they should be selling. The the like little greedent berry hoodie should be a real product and then his apron yeah. is just uh, they're actually giving away right. his apron on social media i think on instagram yeah, they're actually making the apron into a real product aren't yeah. They? yeah they are the the apron is just a brown apron but then it turns into like a chocolate bar as it goes down the it's <laughs> it's like such a both outfits are so simple but like fit so well in like the pokemon world like they just seem like actually mm. genuine clothes that would be worn no, candace is a striker oh she I was okay. thinking of victor the outfits are much more daily wear than they are fancy yeah event outfit but right, they right. are event outfits and they're neat i like victor's more than i like candace's yeah they're both oh, good okay. they're both good for but they're reasons. both good they are both good they're just I like this completely art. different vibes. I, I don't know if they've done art like this before, but the art I posted in the show notes of Candace, like I just like this retro background art of like, them pointing out her um like here's her hat, here's her watch, here's like what makes up her outfit. Like, that's Yeah, they really... did one of those for Victor too. Yeah, they did. Oh, did they? I didn't see that one. Yeah. It must have been a couple of days ago yeah. when they announced it. But they're I, both really they're both really good. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're necessarily Oh, I see it. I found the Victor one. Yeah. Super powerful sync pairs. But I think they're both they both look great. I don't know that they have a lot of like super great use in game, but uh for this event, they're 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 good. Yeah, who cares about how good they are? I just need them to look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah all I mean, we do is log in and get the free things and <laughs> and and try to get the yeah. characters we actually want. Yeah, I mean that is that is the most important part for you hardcore people. You can you can come in and say they're worth getting. They're both great designs. I think all of their Palantines designs over the last few years have been really good. I don't remember what last year's was, but I think I I don't think I pulled on them. Have they done Palantine's Day, like, here's the previous year's banner? Or uh, they that know? usually comes about a week after the new ones. About after a week Valentine's after these Day have gone out. Before yeah. Pokemon Day? Yeah. Usually after the two new ones come out, about a week later, they say they run a banner of all the other ones from all the previous years. Because Lisa was last year with Togate. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. Who's the other one? Greg, the big question here is, for Pokemon Day, they announced Mallow. Mallow and Appleton. That's the one that I have from last year. Oh, the Mallow. Okay, so the the question here, Greg, is they announce a sync pair on Pokemon Day every every year. Last year was May and Latios. The year before was Leon and Charizard. And the year before that was Leon and Red. 
Sorry, not Leander Red. Well, crazy. <laughs> Red and Charizard. Uh, what do you what do they announce in this year? So, I mean, they're leaning heavy into Scarlet and Violet. So I feel like we could get um a Greta with what's the flower? Glamora. Glamora. I feel like that's a strong contender. Um, because we already have Nimona, right? Like she's already in the game. And so is Penny. The other way they could do is round out your friends and go Arvin. Uh, but generally they go with like the champion or a big final person of the series. So I'm I'm I think they could do that. They could also just go back and be like, it's another it's another red. And this time he has I wonder if Venusaur. they do a like, final person of the series, it'll be Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they do we'll something dragon pull. related. Oh, but Kieran and uh, uh, the 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 Hydrapple. Hydrapple would Kieran be and really cool. Oh, also Hydrapple would probably be one of the monthly dragon pins. Yeah, Hydrapple would probably be one of the monthly dragon pins, which I actually would kind of want to get that one because I like Hydrapple a lot. Hannah and I had like the same look as we both realized that Hydrapple is probably going to end up being one of the dragon pins. <laughs> I'm not convinced. There are a lot of Applin evolutions at this point, actually. Yeah, so. that's true. They just do all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Three of the 12. They did Latios, though. It just wasn't Pokemon Day. Latios came after Latias, yeah. right? Yeah. It was just May. May was first. It was Brendan, Brendan and Latios. Brendan, yeah. So, I mean, we have Chase. So, I mean, they're going all over the place right now. They could also, I mean, who knows what they're going to do? And they, they also just pull out weird things like, oh, hey, this is so-and-so and we're going to give them a mythical. So, like, I'm trying to think of who Hassle is tied. Backscalibur? <laughs> I don't think. No, usually, like. I don't think Hassle like is that exciting. We don't have. I'm trying to think of what mythicals we don't have. We don't Did have a they do Meloetta. Yet. We have Meloetta came out already. Oh, okay. So Meloetta's there. We have a Volcanion. We don't have his Volcanion. Lysander has a Volcanion. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Magirin is a mythical, right? Yeah. We don't have that because we have Marshadow. We don't have Magirna. We have Zeraora. We don't have Zeraora. But I don't know who that would go with. Of course, I don't know who Magirna would go with either. Zeraora would go with Volkner. Sad boy. <sighs> sad boy. <laughs> sad boy to sad. <laughs> sad boy, sad cat. Sad boy, sad cat. The, uh, the other thing is, is we're also getting... It's also their anniversary coming up. Like, so, I don't know. They have a lot to choose from. I would, I would say they either go one of the mythicals we don't have and is somebody who's already in the game. What generation was Magirna from? Seven. That was Sun and Moon, right? Yeah. So Lily or Gladion won't be Lusamine. One, one of those three. I don't think it'd be Lusamine. I think Lily makes the more sense for Magirna because she I, owns probably, one in the anime. <laughs> yeah, she has one in the anime. Fair. That I I feel like either they go champion of Scarlet and Violet and kind of continue the Scarlet and Violet thing. They could also be doing a weird thing with 
Pasui since the mystery stones have been leading towards that. Mm. I don't know when that's going to pay off, uh, but they've been talking about it. So it could be somebody and Giratina. Have they put Arce- the Arceus isn't in the game. the game yet, right? Not yet. No, they've hinted towards it, but it's not in the game. So it could be it could be Arceus and <laughs> is it Ray? Is Ray is Ray the name of the guy in the Hisui? Ray and what's her name? Ray. Oh, you mean the main oh. character? I didn't. The main characters. It's Ray and something. O- older uh, time distortion. Brendan and time distortion. <laughs> Not Brendan. What are their names? Ray and Akari. Ray and Akari. What, wait. What yeah. are the Gen Four protagonist names? Dawn. <laughs> Dawn and Lucas. 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 That That's happens. it. It's very funny when they meet the <laughs> when they meet in Pokemon Masters because they're both like. What's going on? Why do you look like me? Is there any chance they could bring in the characters from the new anime? Oh, you mean like Liko? <laughs> yeah. They, the only anime characters they've added are Jesse James and Ash. And they've avoided every other one so far. They might. Um, I don't think that's very likely uh, until that has been more well-established. Plus, I don't think they like introducing new voice actors. They tend to like <laughs> if the person's already in the game. They don't want to record new voice stuff. So generally, they'll release somebody who's already in the game unless they're going to make a big deal out of it. Speaking of games, uh, this is our last segment, which is the Pokemon sales figures got released, which Nintendo releases these numbers because they publish these games. And so they also release their Animal Crossing numbers. They're Zelda numbers, their Mario numbers. They do this mm-hmm. twice a year, uh, usually February and then August, I think, to make their stockholders happy or nervous or whatever. <laughs> Not nervous. There's really no surprises here, but we'll just go through it. Uh, still, the number one most copies sold of a Pokemon game is red, blue, and green at 31 million. I'm just going to say... I'm not going to read every single number I posted the graphic, but number one is red, blue, green, all that. Now, I know what some people are saying that's unfair because it's three games and everything else is going to be two games. But blue was never technically released in Japan at a retail level. In order to get Pokemon Blue in Japan, you had to buy a magazine and then do a mail order for it. Like you couldn't just walk into a store and buy Pokemon Blue. So they got red and green. We got red and blue and then maybe like six people in japan got pokemon blue from <laughs> from <laughs> mail order <laughs> surprise uh the second best selling pokemon game of all time is pokemon sword and shield with 26 million copies and then the number three is scarlet and violet with 24 million copies so scarlet and violet is only a little over a year and it is two million copies away from sword and shield which took three years to get there it's two million copies away from being the second best-selling Pokemon games. Which is wild. It's incredible. Possible that it beats it if they do decide to update it anymore, whether that's bug fixes or extra content. That would alone probably push it over. If they decide to do nothing from here on out, I still think it probably ends up trickling past sword and shield before the end of its life gold and silver is number four at 23 million diamond and pearl 
number five at 17 million x and y number six at 16 million then we have sun and moon also 16 million ruby and sapphire 16 million and then the out of the nine generations black and white is the the last one there at 15 million Mm -hmm. i will die on this hill i was alive when it happened black and white got so much more hate than sword and shield did hands down it did. And that is one of the reasons I why it is bottom too. on this list. I know, I know. Greg and I, Hannah was also alive, I believe. I was alive, <laughs> but apparently I wasn't on that part of the internet. Because everybody, I mean, I was excited for it. For everyone that was so mad at the tree texture of Sword and Shield, there's an yeah. equal person that was so mad that they couldn't use Garchomp in black and white. Also, black and white, if... Chugged along too. It it was a it was a slow moving game. It it was pushing it was pushing things to its limit. Not as much. They fixed it somewhat in black and white too. It ran a little bit better. But black and white, I remember sort of being like, "Okay, come on, <laughs> let's go." Do I have to crank? What do what I need to do to make this chug a little bit better? Yeah. So we'll jump over to the like third versions slash alternate versions slash ultra whatever you want to call whatever this thing is i will say that black and white even though it is the worst selling look 15 million copies is still incredible it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot it's still very good for a video game so even though black and white is the worst selling it is still outsold any of these remakes alternate versions enhanced versions so your best-selling Remake, enhanced version, alternate version, whatever you want to call it, is Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee at 15 million, which I love that game. Going to a game I absolutely hate, which is Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, also at 15 million. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we have Legends Arceus at 14.8 million. Um, I'm so curious what that number would be if there were two versions of Legends Arceus. Me too. Also, it literally, if you move that, Right before Christmas. Yeah. I guarantee you sell like another two to three more million right, just yeah, right before just the holiday. I'm just curious if like, if that would have jumped it up into the, like if there are two versions of it, I feel like it would easily be in the 18. At you least. that much? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I th- it was I a think, super I think popular Christ- game. Yeah, I think Christmas matters more than two versions here. I think if it came before Christmas and had two versions, then I think it would be up in the 20s. It's a good game. A little short, but good. It's a very good game. Uh, Then you got Pokemon Yellow, 14 million. Uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, also 14 million. Heart Gold, Soul Silver, 12 million. Fire Red Leaf Green, 12 million. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, 9 million. Black 2, White 2, 8 million. Platinum, 7 million. Emerald, 7 million. Crystal, 6 million. You could look at this chart and very easily go, it makes sense why they don't do third versions anymore. <laughs> like, at least Ultra got them an extra two million copies. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, what I'm curious about is, because I don't know that they say anywhere, but do the virtual console sales of these count Ooh, into I'm these glad final you numbers? Uh, so did they answer, say that somewhere? I, I did put in the notes. To answer your question, oh, okay. no, they don't count. 
Oh, okay. Um, but there are there are seven versions of Virtual Console. There's red, blue, green, yellow, and then there's gold, silver, and crystal. All seven of those games only sold 1.5 million combined. Oh. So even if they did count, none of these numbers shift. Like yeah. no no yeah. one like overtakes each other. <laughs> right. Combined, that is such a small fraction of any of the others. Yeah, and this is this is something that has been talked about with like Xbox Live or like PlayStation of like why don't you, why don't people just throw your old catalog up there? Why don't why don't, why don't you just put Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation? Th- I actually think Crash Bandicoot that's a bad example. I think Crash Bandicoot is up there. But you know what I mean? Just like put all your old games up there. It's easy money. People are dying to get them. But we know this with like Microsoft talking about it or Sony talking about it. It's a lot of people don't go out and seek that old stuff. The people yeah. online on like Twitter who are very vocal about it, they go out and seek it, but they're they're not in the minority. So it's it's funny when you look at these sales of like seven old games. It must just print money. Like one point five million between seven yeah. games of like games that you're like, oh, the just throw them up there. They'll just print money. That's such a small fra- that that's such a small fraction compared to like the work they probably had to put in to like make Pokemon homework and like get the licensing and like they don't get all that money, right? Like Nintendo gets some money, Game Freak gets the other money, Pokemon Company gets yeah. One thing I find interesting about the numbers is like, so if you take, if you look at, because everyone says like, oh, third, third editions don't sell as well. If you were to say, let's take Ruby and Sapphire, which is 16 million copies, mm-hmm. and you divide those in half for two, that's 8 million each. Emerald comes in at 7 million. Yeah. Emerald comes in as a solid number compared to a single title of, if you divide that in half. Like they didn't, they'd sell a little bit worse but comparatively they are doing the same amount of numbers that one version does if you divide it in half roughly when you look at these figures like crystal sold six million and gold and silver sold 23 that's the biggest gap yeah yeah. platinum sold about eight million and diamond and pearl sold 17 so they are they are very close as a third tier product if you divided those in half i don't think they sell as terrible as everybody makes them out because you're comparing one title to two but when you're thinking about that actually in practice not everybody buys both games right so like it's interesting to look at so what if you so the weird thing is is after the pattern had been established with yellow and then it was redone in crystal the thing that i'm always curious about as they break down the consumers, how many people were waiting for the third version to buy it? Is there how many people bought all three? How many people just bought one and then bought the other? Like, there's a lot that's not in just pure sales numbers to say, like, this is why they don't make those anymore. Because if you divide them up, they're like, they sell. And obviously they sell well enough that they continued making the pattern. Like, there was a big investment that they were getting back on these. But I don't think the numbers are as wildly variable for a third version as as people necessarily point out and say this is 100 percent why they don't make these anymore i just think it's easier to do dlc now yeah uh but than if you, to re if you go back and fix it split black and white and sun and moon in half black two white two and ultra sun ultra moon outsells that yeah 
100%. So I, I, I think them doing two versions is still beneficial. That's why. Oh, yeah. Still to this day, it is crazy to me that there's only one version of Legends. Like, yeah. that, that is, <laughs> it is. It is. It is the one thing. It's like you. I don't know what the thought process was there. But other than I think you literally have two clans in the game. You just have a pearl version and a diamond version. Like they, I mean, they really leaned away from having to trade in that one, too. Like you could get everything. Yeah. And so having two versions would be leaning back into the trade, and I don't know that they want... I, but that's I the one multiplayer aspect of that game is yeah. trading. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get somewhat the thought process. I don't think also, it was a good thought process. the coolest trading animation out of the whole series. Have you traded a Pokemon in that game? It's so oh, yeah. cool. It's so cool. And it like, is very literally cool. no one has done it because they're just like... Uh, I'm just going to use the link cable item, which is great. Like, I'm not complaining they should get rid of that. It's a good item. You know, you you there is such a huge drop between yellow and crystal. And I think yeah, yellow, yellow was different enough to be like, this is more like the anime. Pikachu is following yeah. you. He has yeah. little emotions. And then so I think I think it had to do with how they marketed it. And plus, mm-hmm. obviously, it was at the peak of Pokemon fever. Crystal, I remember the Crystal launch because Crystal was like, I felt like no one was playing Pokemon anymore. Like, that's where the drop off started happening, leading into Generation 3, uh, where like that audience was getting older. Because I was that audience, right? I was like 10 years old mm-hmm. when Red and Blue came out. And so when Crystal was coming out, it was like, what, eighth or ninth grade? And like, Pokemon wasn't cool and people have moved on. Um, Obviously, like, that was what ninety. Crystal was what nine like, or two thousand. Two thousand one for Crystal. Two thousand one in, in in North America, yeah. Yeah, Crystal uh, was one of my first games, but I don't think it was my first game. I think that I got it as a hand me down from someone, so I wasn't really around for the launch. I was very small. When you look at just remakes, you got you got Fire Red, Heart Gold, Omega Ruby. Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and then Pika V. And the one that stands out, like, just like Yellow, is, like, they did something super, like, way different with Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I think that and has to that do with that marketing. that was at the height, yeah, that was at the height yeah. of Pokemon Go. That's the height of Pokemon Go. It's also all Gen 1 again. We know Gen 1 sells. They, they, it was they based off it a special, of Yellow. They which gave is... it a special Pokeball. Like, I think, yeah. I think they marketed that super well. They did. They did. I mean, it's also, it helps that Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee was based off of Yellow. Like, it, it's their other best-selling one. Like, <laughs> it, wasn't a pure, it wasn't a pure remake of, of uh, Red and Blue. It was, you know, a good remake of Yellow. They marketed it well. They tied it in to go well. They, kept, they hit it at the right time at the height of, you know, at the height or beginning decline of Go's popularity. It was one of the first ones on the Switch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first Switch yeah. Pokemon game. So, like, they hit it when the Switch was new. It was the first, you know, new Switch. Like, it, it all came together at the right time. It's like when all the engines hit at the right moment. And you can tell in the sales. Going back to the, like, 1.5 million copies that the seven virtual consoles sold, if you looked at the 3DS eShop, Pokemon games were, like, Top of the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. So imagine the other games. 
<laughs> in the eShop. Like, if Pokemon was struggling to sell this much as a virtual game, imagine the, <laughs> imagine the other games. Because the thing that Pokemon has going on is it's constantly being talked about. There's always Pokemon news every week. It's why I'm able to do this podcast. It's <laughs> <Which is> one <laughs> of the biggest franchises in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if that's your best-selling eShop game and it took seven copies just to break a million digital cells, that doesn't look very good for other things in the eShop. Again, and they had a, to do a lot... A of- lot- they had to do a lot of work to make that bank compatible too, didn't they? Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure I, making bank work was a million dollar investment. Oh, ab- yeah, I'm sure. And somebody's gonna somebody's I know right now. Comment on YouTube whether you bought. <laughs> comment on YouTube your favorite game. I know somebody's gonna comment like, no, I could program that in a day. But like the sure sh- sure I'm sure you could sure. But like uh, if you work if you work at a corporate job nine to five, your biggest expense is the salary you are paying your your workers and if you if you put a team of what like five people on that and each person mm-hmm. is getting paid what what a program are getting paid like 120,000 uh, in Japan um uh, programmers in America are like 120 so yeah, kind of is, is that an average let's look it up video game programmer salary uh well Oh. I mean, there there are a lot the of layoffs this year. <laughs> Woof! <laughs> this is a range. Uh, the midpoint is a hundred k. Well, oh, it has to be higher at Game Freak because no one leaves that job. <laughs> You're there forever. <laughs> but I mean, this is America. Let's let let's be real. America does stuff very different. So. <laughs> This is America. Japan has different different things. They probably do pay a little bit more, but they also treat their people perhaps a little bit better. You're also required to go to the bar with your coworkers after you're done with your shift. <laughs> Got to hit that's up that karaoke when you're Japan. done. Even so, even like a hundred thousand five people, that's half a million on that project. Minus, they're getting pulled from a different project, so you have to you have to put people there. Minus the server costs and everything else, maintenance, security. I, like in my head, there's no way that Pokemon Bank actually makes them money after everything's said and done. Pokemon Bank just on its own? Yeah, just as like a like like even though you could subscribe to it for five dollars a year, like I think after what almost ten years of Pokemon Bank existing, I bet that is a net negative for them. Depending on how much they count towards it, so when you're when you're thinking of it like that, probably. Yes, but also I know that it's made a whole bunch of people stick with Pokemon and continue getting the newer games. I think money-wise, net negative. Customer retention, positive. <laughs> oh, the game programmer salary in Japan is terrible. Yeah, that's what I expected. Oh, it's terrible. The midpoint is 7 million yen, which is 46,000 a year in American. That is awful. The high end says it's 19. What is 19 million? 19 million so the high yen? end is 127,000. But yeah, it's, it is worse. Oof. Since Once you're doing again, what you love, country. are you really working? <laughs> Cost yes, of you are. yes, you are. Um, I don't know. I mean, Pakari sweat in Japan is only like 120 yen. I went to the Asian mall and it was $3. That was like three times the price 
Like, <laughs> oh, that's because you're paying import fees. Yeah, food and food. Uh, no, I found Picari sweat on Amazon. I've I've made the switch now. <laughs> Food in Japan is a lot cheaper than it is in the in the United States. I was there for what three weeks, and I, I every time I ate out, I was just blown away. I was like, "There, there must be a typo." They're like, "It's this cheap." Like the first place I ate when we got to Japan, uh, was the the like fast food curry place. I don't can't remember what it's called. Something curry, Coco Curry, Coco Curry. I think. Oh yeah, that's it. I went to Coco Curry. So. And it, w- it ended up being $18 for two people. That's like two full meals, drinks, I think one appetizer. And I was like, this, this can't be right. $18? And I don't have to tip. If I went to Panera, it would be $18 for one person. And I would have the world's smallest sandwich. Because <laughs> Panera sandwiches get smaller every single year. Mm-hmm. And their price goes Inflation. up. That meal slapped, though. Coco Curry was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Anyways, with the Pokemon sales figures, it it I would be curious to see because you know everyone speculates, and I'll use the word speculate very hard that Generation Ten would probably arrive around Pokemon's thirtieth anniversary, which would be um twenty twenty six. Yep, and. I think it's safe to say between now and 2026, there should be a new version of a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I think within the next two yeah. years, there should be a new version. So the question is, in order to outsell Scarlet and Violet and Sword and Shield, if they make a Switch 2 version, I'll just say Switch 2. I have no clue what it's going to be called, right? Like, whatever. So Switch 2 is a safe bet with their naming convention. Yeah. If they make a Switch 2 only version of a Generation 10, the problem they run into is the install base of owning that console. They are limited by the amount of people who own a new Switch. So do they do do they make a Generation 10 for both Switch 2 and Switch to then hit as many yeah, pull people? Yeah, Breath as of possible? the Wild there. Yeah, like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, exactly. Like Breath of the Wild or like um Twilight Princess was the same way. It was on both GameCube and, and the Wii. Wii U. Because I think that's the that's the problem right now is like yeah. You like Nintendo's problem is they couldn't get enough switches out there fast enough. And there's a lot of switches out there right now. There's what like 130 million switches out there. Mhm. I mean, I would imagine given their past history it is very likely they'll make a game for both. Right? Like that works on both. Well, they they but did Pokemon say Pokemon hasn't done that before. No, but I mean, given Nintendo's history, like they tend to ask that of their developers. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they wouldn't do it for this one. De- it really depends on when the next generation of the Switch hits. Uh, if it's this if it year, ca- I think if it's this year, then they may say no, only do it for Switch Two. If it's next year, then I think they're like, no, you're going to have to figure out a way to make it work in both. Right. The the worry is, like, if they have to make it work for both, Scarlet and Violet ain't running too hot on the original one. Are they going to be able to make those performance enhancements, they've said? Mm -mm. The The other rumor, which I'm always curious about, is that they said that it would be backwards compatible. Who knows? Because there's a lot of 
Nintendo consoles that are not backwards compatible. But if it is backwards and compatible, would Pokemon release a patch like how oh. Ultra Sun Ultra Moon runs better on a new 3DS versus I mean, I think we had that somewhat with the 3DS and the DS, right? Yeah, like, yeah, we did. Yes. Yeah, that's like the, they have sort of done that in the past. Like the 3DS played all the DS games, but not particularly well. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was... It was like blurry. There was some chunking. There were some issues with how it, it fit in there. It, yeah, it worked. Yeah, that's you. It can, worked. You could say that. It definitely worked. I mean, we <laughs> can say that about Scarlet and Violet. It works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> I mean, faint praise, but it works. Um, it I, I think it all it all comes down to a few things. If if they have already given Game Freak the Switch to right, like. Even if it's coming out in 2025, it chances are that they already have prototypes done. So they may say, here it is, make it work for this. And we're going to sell more Switch 2s by making this uh, an exclusive so people will want to switch over because Scarlet and Violet sells so well, blah, blah, blah. It's a flagship product, yada, yada, yada. Sure, sure, yeah. Pokemon so, does sell consoles, for sure. So, chance, I mean, the, there's a number of ways they could go depending. I think it all depends on where they are in development of the Switch 2 or whatever it's going to be called. If it's already mostly done, then I have I would strongly say that for the 10th anniversary, it's, it's a Switch 2 exclusive and they're going to push it to sell consoles. I say if if it's not done, like if it's not done until 2025, then they're not going to hold back the 10th anniversary anything and they're going to figure out how to make it compatible on both. I mean, I, if there's any if there's any developer that probably knows or has access to new hardware from Nintendo, it's probably Game Freak. Obviously, it's like Nintendo themselves because they develop and publish their own games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like you, when you think of like companies that hold secrets pretty well, like Game Freak's pretty up there. Yeah, like no one saw Legends coming. Considered. No one saw Let's Go Pikachu, <laughs> Let's Go Eevee coming, right? Like how many people thought Pokemon Stars, including us on this podcast, was coming and then it ended up being Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Like they're 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 pretty good with that, at least. I, th I think we got plenty of time to talk about <laughs> Gen 10 and possible new hardware and all that stuff. Um, next week's episode is... Uh, our wants, our predictions are what is probably a given for Pokemon Day. Um, so no, not a typical episode. So if there is breaking news this week, uh, you'll have to wait. We'll have one more episode before Pokemon Day. So we'll have last minute stuff um, of whether that's going to happen or not. I'll be in uh, L.A. So if you're going to be in L.A. Uh, and you see me, feel free to say hi. I'm going to be giving out little Gimme Ghoul. Um, uh, like photo cards i have some extras from patreon so if you find me i'll give you a little gimme ghoul card uh kind of like gimme ghoul in the game actually <laughs> you gotta find me though i'm moving <laughs> <laughs> i should be in the park on saturday although i think i have like some niantic tickets so i think i'm technically allowed in the park on saturday and sunday where most people only have one um, Niantic did not pay for my hotel. They did not pay for my flight. They've only given me a ticket to the event. So just there's your disclosure. I did pay for my own flight at my own hotel. Um, if you're in the Slack or the Discord, we are planning on a group meetup uh, on Friday night. If you are 
not in the Discord. That's free. If you're not in the Slack, you can get in the Slack by going to Patreon. That's $5. One time gets you in, gets you the ad-free episodes, the the bonus episodes, all that stuff. So, uh, And the, the people in both are very nice. I think the we we have less drama in the Slack though. At least that I see. There's always something going wrong in the Discord. Vibes. There's always a, the Slack. The Discord is wild. Yeah, the Slack is smaller. It's like 800 people versus the Discord is I think almost up to 8,000 people. I regret advertising my Discord for the the BBQs. The BBQs. That really, that really, <laughs> really blew it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. We will see you all next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super just really enjoying that Legends Arceus trade animation, apparently. It's so good. I'm not sure I've seen it. It's so You have to see it. It's It's so so good. good. It's got to be on YouTube, right? If not, I'll upload it. (laughs) 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 That will fix it now. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers, starting with Stephen, Kay, Tone, Stuart, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Josh, Jessica, Fumes, Courtney, Brian, Brady, and a huge shout out to our executive producer of Spencer. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you would like your name read at the end of the episode or you just want to support or you just want to support our podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t to support the show and to join our patreon thank you so much for listening and we'll see you all next week